0: Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femi D. Amelie Amelie. Excited to be here with you. Yes, welcome to the show. This is The Brief with from the Live. I'm glad you made it in. It's Saturday, the 13th day of June 2020. There's a lot to cover with regards to the news. The Brief is where I bring you all the latest stories as it happened throughout the course of the week. All the details therein with the people who spoke, with the actors, with the characters... And the newsmakers, all the stories you would find in one place. These are the stories I can verify, even stories produced right here on Nigeria Info uh, FM, yeah, which is the news text from the news department here. So stay tuned, stay close, because these are stories that would make some of the talking points for later this week. This is The Brief with Family Live. Welcome.
1: talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions.
2: I believe this man knows what that he's doing.
3: He is a Nigerian. And on.
1: ultimately brings you to the king of talk radio, Femi D. Live. Femi D Live.
0: Let's start off with uh, Monday. As always, it's a, it's a delight to follow through with some of the stories from Monday. Monday starts off uh, the newsmaking. Um, sometimes it even provides uh, its own live wo- livelihood and uh, takes on the form of its own from um, the stories from the weekend. Now this weekend, last weekend, right? Uh, there were some interesting moments. Let me start off with some of the statements that did make up um, the weekend, and then were transcended into Monday morning uh, conversation. The presidency last, just just this Monday, announced that well, the people of the indigenous people of Biafra, yes, we easily call them IPOB. The Presidency did accuse them of working to disrepute the Nigerian government internationally. Well the senior special assistant to the President of Media and Publicity Garba Shew was one that put forward a statement on Sunday evening saying, wait as much as 85,000 US dollars was being obtained monthly uh, from some sponsors abroad, including uh, from the United States. He says this money has been going on since October uh, 2019. In fact, he is really upset about this. He says um, the campaigns cannot be said, the two campaigns can only be said to be interconnected, big time interconnected. Well, the SSC, they said, therefore said Nigerians and the international community not to believe ipod when they say christians are being killed in nigeria uh, they even goes on to say the problem with the way they're going about it is they're making the nigerian name to be you no know, to be distributed to be to be talked about wrongly completely but well, that was a statement that did start of the news circle on monday but hey what, what can we do this story follows through with regards to that now also on monday the ncdc did provide numbers uh, that best describes the start of the week let me take you through where we were when this week started monday it was twelve thousand four hundred and eighty six people that was, that was the total number of cases on record Abia, by the way did come in at the start of the week as top of the chart with 67 new cases uh, fct on monday had 40 now, what it also means is that Lagos had 38, 19 in Ogo State, Gombe with 16, Edo with 14, Imo State with 9, uh, Kwara alongside with Kassina, Bonu, Nasarawa all had 8 uh, cases, Kaduna with 6, Bauchi with 5, Ekiti with 4, and 2 cases each in Niger, Platu, Kanu, and Sukoto State. Now, the NCDC did say the number of discharged patients as of Monday is 3,959, with um, 354 deaths on record. Uh, This is all relation to COVID-19 as at Monday. But you and I know those numbers have moved even further down the, uh, the aisle now, moved even further down the tally. But that did get a lot of people going on as regards uh, how things were. Now, on money as well, there's been reactions uh, from religious leaders trailing much of the conversation on opening up the religious centers. Yes, they were opened. Uh, churches in Nigeria's capital city on Sunday opened for worship following the lifting of the ban on religious gathering by the federal government. Uh, Francis Onoja was out there uh, Uh, just this Sunday, just to, hey, find out how was it like? I mean, how did people feel like? um, He went on. The FCT tax force on COVID-19, by the way, was also on patrol to make sure churches um, did follow through with the conditions they agreed to, um, you know, to see see how things would go through. Uh, Francis Onoja was in Dunamis International Gospel Church just this last Sunday to find out how they are taking the new measure and how they're pretty much reacting to it. Take a listen to uh, that very moment they talked to churchgoers, just this Sunday.
3: Today was really, really
0: powerful. Uh, People really complied to
3: the rules regarding the COVID pandemic of a thing. When I came to the church, I saw how they arranged the chair, how they give the distance. Everybody came with their nose mask. In fact, one meter gap is normal. So what actually happened today, we all see that there was huge uh, compliance by all the members of the church. The regulation set by the government is for the well-being of the people. And as a church,
1: from the gate, the compliance was 100%. Even when the NCDC joint task force came, they were giving us a top-up on the arrangement on ground. Yeah, that's true, because
0: uh, it appears the FCT ministerial tax team were really happy on Monday. Where, I mean, following through with this story as, as it relates to Sunday, they said they were really excited to see and commend CAN, uh, that's the Christian Association of Nigeria, with regards to how the church leadership reacted to the very much needed uh, adherence to the regulations, uh, as we would have. Now, First Baptist Church, Gimbia Street in Area 11, well, the team did go there. They said it was good so it's good to see how things were now the FCT chapter of christian association of nigeria the chairman here in abuja uh, also was on a hand to explain how these new modalities um, well pretty much uh, would help the religious centers i believe so well reverend samson jonah did speak with regards to this, take a listen. COVID-19 is not a myth, it's a reality. And we've tried as possible to
3: sensitize people uh, through advocacy, letting people know the danger if we don't adhere to the instruction given. And uh, by God's grace, having called pastors for meeting, we drum it to their ears, and uh, we told them we'll not leave anything to chance. And by God's grace, we've seen people adhering
0: and obeying the instruction given. Oh, yeah. And Ikaru Atta, who is the chairman of the ministerial tax force team here in Abuja, Uh, well, here's what he said.
3: We've gone around several uh, churches, and what we saw is really in line with the COVID-19 guideline issued by the FCT administration, as well as that of the PTF. We have seen intense social distancing across all the churches we have seen. We've seen reduced members. We've seen staggered worship sessions to be very, very candid. We've seen face marks being used across board. We've seen persons asking us to wash our hands, checking our temperature, giving us sanitizers for us to use, and these are all part of the guidelines that we have all seen, and we are largely very impressed.
0: All right. Well, it looks like we are off to a good start, at least from last Sunday, when it comes to religion uh, in Nigeria. Let's hope uh, every religion, whether Christian, Muslim or alternative, uh, is able to follow through with what is required uh, in order to keep everybody safe. Now, let's move forward now. Insecurity in the country. Do you want to talk about Katsina, Kaduna? Awesome for our state. Well, they've all had very terrible incidents just this week, just this very week. Now, the Action Democratic Party has expressed concerns about this, um, in which they say the All Progressive Congress-led government is handling the insecurity situation in the country. Well, in Abuja, just this last Sunday, uh, at the press conference uh, to mark the anniversary, um, the party uh, chairman was on hand to speak about this. Um, the national chairman of the ADP, Yabagi uh, Sani, spoke about um, how states such as Kaduna, Katsina, zafara and, and the likes of them, they should actually be put under the state of emergency.
3: In Mali, with thousands of citizens of that country demonstrating against their government for favor in tackling security. And God forbid, on the largest scale, an incident of a joint fluid, household mm-hmm. villagers, that may be killed in one of these northern villages in Nigeria by the so-called bandits, igniting millions of northerners to take to the streets, demonstrating against President Mumbawali with an hashtag, House Lives Matter. A stitch in time saves nine. Please ease out these statistics, we tell President Mumbawali now, and energize the service for a more efficient and decisive fight against this black
0: cat and uh, others. That was the ADP national chairman there well, following the anniversary, uh, given the government possible ideas on how to handle insecurity in the country. But he however, was excited about the Executive Order 10. Yes, uh, the order that may be controversial in some quarters, but then he's really excited about it because of the uh, well, the state legislature and judiciary uh, financial autonomy in which the president did sign. In fact, he's encouraging the president to go on, sign the executive Order 11, uh, and that would cover the likes of um, uh, elections now. Stop election irregularities, uh, first credible, free, peaceful, fair elections at all levels. He explained what that means. ADP
3: wish to commend President for signing the executive order 10 enforcing the financial autonomy of the state legislature and the If nothing is done to checkmate the executive at both the states and the federal level who are largely responsible for the counter war in these two institutions. The solution, in our opinion, is another executive order in number 11 to stop election irregularities and enforce credible, free, peaceful and fair elections at all levels of governance as an addendum to the electoral bill under review by the national assembly.
0: Ah, That's the way to go. Meanwhile, um, let me go this way. President Buhari himself has been talking about insecurity in the country. He says states, local governments, you name them. All of them should actually renew their intelligence assets and get better at what they do. It's regrettable that the sporadic incidents going on uh, is leading to the loss of lives in parts of the country. Now, during the presidential broadcast, broadcast marking Democracy Day on Friday, implored both sides, I mean, to do more, just, just do more, do all you can. Let me share that with you. Okay, that was just yesterday. Let me share what he said with you with regards to that. So for those who are saying he hasn't said much, Here's what he said just yesterday.
1: I regret recent sephoridic incidents with tragic loss of lives in Kazina and Burma states as a result of criminals taking advantage of COVID-19 restrictions. Security agencies will pursue the perpetrators and bring them to swift justice. I implore state and local governments to rebomb their intelligence assets so that the security agencies can nip in the bud any planned attacks in remote rural areas.
0: Meanwhile, he's still insisting that, yes, community policing strategy need to be put in place. I mean, after all, the Ministry of Police Affairs was created as efforts to strengthen the security architecture in the country. Well, here's what he said.
1: As part of the strengthening of our internal security architecture, the Ministry of Police Affairs was created. Government has expanded the National Command and Control Center to 19 states of the Federation, resuscitated the National Public Security Communication System, and commenced the implementation of the Community Policing Strategy. Government has similarly established a Nigerian Police Trust Fund as a public-private sector or alternative sources of
0: funding security activities. All right, well, that clears that up now. Let's uh, also mention to you that uh, in relation to all this, uh, the Abia State Governor this weekend was... Positive, He tested positive uh, to the coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, much of that story goes on and on. I mean, it was interesting to contrast what he had said in the past about the virus and then the fact that he's now gone down with the virus. That announcement was made on Tuesday. Uh, it was made known. Uh, Governor, uh, um, Governor Okeze Piazu tested positive to COVID-19. He went into isolation immediately. Uh, remember that I also did say to you during the week that uh, the Commission uh, of Environment... Did pass but even though it was difficult to establish the course of his death at a time, uh, well, the governor instructed all the members of the state executive council to go on to test themselves. Some came out negative, but he did test positive. Well, following that motion, he instructed that his deputy governor, Ude Oko Chuku continue to act on his behalf, pending the time, is able to fully resume into office. Now, still talking about COVID-19, on Tuesday, the numbers were 12,486, yeah? Okay, uh, I did mention that Abia was on top of that list uh, as at noontime. Uh, in Lagos State, however, there's one where people were recovered, or they did recover from COVID-19, and yes, from various isolation centers in the state. The governor was pretty much excited about these new figures and said um, he revealed that eight one people comprising twenty five males and six females were discharged from five treatment centers across the states. Well these treatment centers are located in Onikong Bagada, Agidingbi, Lekia like Lagos University Teaching Hospital, made a lot of difference for him. So well, Lagos State seems to be on the path of recovery, if I may put it that way. Let's move away from that now. In Thief, Taraba States, the settlement there is getting a tough time. No, yes, uh, the ethnic militia attacks are, are going on and, uh, and on in that regard. Uh, I, like, I like this kind of spending. Hmm, okay, thank you. Thank you, Tunde. I'm, I'm grateful. Ah, grateful. So, ah, thank you. It's making me feel good. All right. The federal government urge um, to deploy security of forces to Thief settlements in Taraba State to check the recurring ethnic militia attacks. And yes, he claimed thousands of lives in the area. Now, addressing newsmen in Abuja about this, the spokesperson of the T.P. Buntaraba State, Uche Obe, expressed worry about what he described as lack of political will by the state government to enforce the recommendations of several panel of inquiry. In fact, he was really upset about this and, and expressed himself accordingly. Let me share with you what he said with regards to how, what's going on in that part of the country.
3: government as a matter of urgency to set up an administrative commission of inquiry. Even if they have no powers, they will not identify because that one was a church body. They will not be able to issue political or administrative statements that may bring to an end this crisis. The federal government of Nigeria should uh, ensure a political level ground for all ethnic groups within that region. This can be done by correcting some of the political imbalances that have placed certain tribes like the T and other House of Lani and others in disadvantaged positions during elections.
0: All right, well that pretty much covers that. Um meanwhile in New Zealand, let me let me squeeze in New Zealand. Well they are now free they, they went level one, and um, even though the borders remain closed, New Zealand reported no new COVID-19 cases for more than two weeks. The prime minister was super excited about this, Jacinda Ardern. And she did tell reporters a little dance, just a little dance, she feels. Take a listen.
2: And so today, I can announce that Cabinet has agreed we will now move to Level 1 to get our economy fully open again, and we will start almost immediately. We move down to COVID-19 Alert Level 1 from midnight tonight. We are not immune to what is happening in the rest of the world. But unlike the rest of the world, not only have we protected New Zealanders' health, we now have a head start on our economic recovery. It's because at Level 1, we become, if not the most open, one of the most open economies in the world.
0: All right, well, that's New Zealand. Let's hope someday soon Nigeria is also able to get there. Ah, I did talk about Executive Order 10. Oh, yes, <laughs> Executive Order 10. Governors like, don't like, like don't like. Okay, well, there are a set of governors who don't like it. And it looks like that's the stand of the governors now. The chairman of the Nigerian Governors Forum, and state governor, Dr. Karadeh uh, who, by the way, also celebrated his wife just this past few days on the birthday. Uh, he was expressing himself after, after they did meet. I mean, the governors, this uh, forum did meet with them. Um President now, President Muhammadu Dubari with regards to that uh, well, executive order 10 that would have seen uh, state governors ensure financial autonomy for state legislatures and judiciaries. Now he's concerned about this. He says this is a little bit um, a little bit more. He says um, that the order that mandates the accountant general of the federation to deduct from source amounts due to state legislature and judiciary from money allocation to each state for states that refuse to grant such autonomy. Meaning. So if a state government says, oh, judiciary, legislature, don't worry, we'll be paying you. Now, the the of says, once they take that position, guys, 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 deduct from source. Well, Cardiff was not so pleased about that um, information, but he shared his own thoughts with regards to this. Take a listen uh, to that uh, thought. Oh, do I have it? Do I still have it? No, no, it doesn't look like I have it now. Okay, maybe I'll rally back around this one. Meanwhile, the chief of staff to the president, Professor Brian Gambari, hosted the meeting and, and was attended by governors from Sokoto State, Aminu Tambua. uh Kebi State governor was also there. That's Atiku Bagudu. Minister of Finance was present, Zainab Ahmed. And then the attorney general of the Federation and Minister of Justice, Abubakar Malami, was also there now let's venture a little bit into the house of representatives now they are the lawmakers well this need this week they stressed the need to bridge the lack of interagency collaboration yeah now, they, that was their point of emphasis well they said the nation's inability to rescue protect evacuate and defend its citizens in difficulties in other nations says the Lord, chairman of the house committee on diaspora to akonde where uh, did share this on Monday in an uh, agency meeting on the rising dehumanization of Nigerians, especially females living abroad. Honourable uh, Akondya Sandikpe, who said, contrary to Nigerians um, abroad that are being faced with and subjected to the worst forms of abuses and inhuman treatment, he says, this is, this is about the time to really look into the situation and hope for a, a better outlook than have Nigerians suffer the way they do suffer. Listen to him.
2: Nationals from other countries that are in Nigeria enjoy the highest form of hospitality from our citizens. And they also enjoy more favorable balance of trade and payment in our interactions with them. Nigerians abroad deserve better treatment than is currently meted out to them. But instead of our citizens being faced and subjected to the worst forms of abuses, inhuman treatments, and in many cases, undeserved death, we need to put a stop to it.
0: Meanwhile, oh, by the way, I meant to say listen to her, not listen to him. Okay, so there's more to that because uh, the lawmaker also said uh, there are examples that really serve a lot. Females being trafficked across the country. Ah,
2: The most recent disheartening and affront to the nation's sovereignty was a refusal at the airport of 10 Nigerian females rescued from trafficking to be evacuated from Lebanon after they had been in the custody of our embassy and no tangible reason was advanced between the period they left the homes where they were being enslaved. And i have been at the embassy to the point when they arrived at the airport there were no complaints there were no reports to me this seems like an issue of ego the ego of their supposed slave masters
0: that was honorable to look sadik uh, was speaking up regarding what the human conditions nigerians find themselves abroad wait it was a beast thing no it wasn't COVID 19. it was a bee sting. i assure you Okay, well, that's how the Kogi State Government is shared this. The Kogi State Government uh, has countered claims of state uh, of the state having cases of coronavirus by stating that the alleged index case in the state only suffered a bee sting. Yeah, the, the same bee. Mm. The State Commissioner for Information and Communications, Kingsley Fawole, this at press briefing in the state on Monday, reacting to the NCDC May twenty-seven announcement of the state having two cases of coronavirus. Fawo said the chief imam of Kabam, Abubakar Ahmed, was one of the two patients only suffered a bee sting and has been discharged without seeing his test results. We are
2: challenging the NCDC to tell the whole world what they were hiding about the so-called index case that was recorded for Kogi State and that was why we also raised the issue of the second one because they said he was tested positive alongside his son his son was moving around Abuja town buying things for his father relating and interacting mingling with even head officials at the National Hospital so if he was actually positive why didn't they isolate him why were they so free with him even health and medical officers
0: Okay. Well, I I don't know. It leaves its question. Let's hope the NCDC maybe responds or choose not to respond uh, to this one. Well, one of the challenges bedeviling address questions defeating COVID-19 pandemic is the refusal by some individuals to believe the existence of the novel coronavirus. Well, let's find out about how this, well, whether Nigerians believe or don't believe. Abayomi Akibala did share a conversation with Joseph Chidi Berry um, for people currently battling with the virus. Mr. Joseph Chidi Berry said the major step to defeating the virus is to, first of all, conquer the fear. Take a listen to a part of that conversation.
3: The novel coronavirus disease, also known as COVID-19, is a highly pathogenic viral infection. The severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, which emerged from Wuhan, China, and spread around the world, is currently a nightmare to many governments. The intermediate source and transfer to human is still being determined while the rapid human-to-human transfer has been confirmed widely. Since the index case was officially reported in Nigeria on 27th February 2020, the country's officials say immense success has been recorded as Nigerian marked 100 days in the first case on Saturday 6 June 2020.
0: All right, I know we could go on and on and on even to share that conversation, but I, I can't take it all through, I can't take it all the way in. Meanwhile, um... Somewhere in Apo, yes. Somewhere in Apo settlement, uh, looks like the rain is not just flooding up their roadwalks and places. It's also flooding up the borehole, Heavy downpour was settling the water uh, from the borehole, making it unhygienic for them to use. This is the latest complaint coming from those um, areas at this time. It was just one conversation that um, that really needs to be visited. Meanwhile, the FCT boss uh, in charge of water board now, uh, head of public relations unit, FCT Water Board, Chagun Kiaradi did share uh, uh, that the lack of pipe bone water supply in the resettlement area was due to the absence of infrastructure uh, as such. But before then, take a listen to how the residents there explained. We don't have running to have water in my area, you know. It's really why we've been looking up to the government and uh, the people involved, you know, together,
3: but, Um I don't have uh, pipe-borne water in my area. We only use um, Ballroom in my area. We don't have a pipe on one. So we, we hope people in charge, the people in charge, to do the necessary things to, to make sure water gets to us
0: here. Mm. And for the FCT Water Board, this is what uh, that conversation was about, and the, their response to that.
4: With regards to a whole resettlement as uh, required, we don't have infrastructure right now in a whole resettlement. That is the only problem. There is water within our pope itself and so most parts of our home. But the problem is there is no infrastructure and infrastructure is not under our purview. It is under the purview of the Federal Capital Development Authority. That is FCDA. They are to lay pipes. When they lay pipes they hand over to us and we supply
0: water. Okay, so what happens next?
4: But I know and we are sure that by the time the Greater Abuja Water Project, which is being financed by World Bank, by the time it takes off, it will take care of Abuja settlement and some other places where water is not available right now. In terms of raw water, we have enough supply of raw water. We have the dam at Usuma Dam, and we have another dam we can augment with, that is Gurara Dam, which is in Kaduna State. If, if there is any shortage of raw water in Suma Dam or reduction in what we have in Suma Dam, we can always augment with Kurara Dam.
0: Meanwhile, no, I don't want to forget this. There was a terror attack uh, on the village in Zowo village, uh, Borno State. It did lead to the death of H1 persons during the week um, in Gubbio. The incident, which took place on Tuesday night, were believed to have been executed by assailants linked with Boko Haram. Uh, the Borno State Governor, Babagana Zulum, visited the community on Wednesday, who was told by a survivor that eight one residents were killed during the attack uh-huh, on Tuesday, with 15 persons injured and seven others, including the village head, abducted them. While sympathizing with the people over the attack, Governor Zulim urged the Nigerian military to undertake a final onslaught that should put an end to the insurgents in the shore of Lake Charge. Uh, the Bono State Governor described the attack as barbaric and unfortunate. He, ever, he said he have acquainted five injured persons in his convoy for treatment at an undisclosed hospital. this is some of the realities going on Um, and and Casino version of it is not anything less because 50 persons in Cardisio town in Faskari local government area of Casino State also were killed the same week now, according to the sources, the bandits who were armed with sophisticated, sophisticated weapons arrived in the town on a motorcycle at about 4 30 p.m. on Tuesday. And it happened after a protest by residents uh, in uh, Dan Musa local government area over rising insecurity and kidnapping in the locality. Wait, do, did you get that? What that means is the people came out to protest. I mean, there's insecurity, there's kidnapping, there's all kinds. And just later that same evening, there were bandits at 4.30 p.m. and leading to the loss of uh, 50 persons um, uh, according to much of the record available. Uh, the protest followed the abduction. They, they said they were protesting because there was an abdu- abduction of a man along, alongside with his daughter in the early hours of Tuesday. While well, security authorities reportedly arrived in the town after the assailants had left. Um, and uh, the casino police command, well well, took their time to express why that is um, going on. Meanwhile, the House of Representatives did revise the 2020 federal budget. Um, the lower chamber raised the expenditure to $10.8 trillion from $10.5 naira submitted by President Muhammad Dubari. The lawmakers approved the president's request for $5.5 billion uh, dollars, um, billion external loan, uh, as we would have it. And uh, in the Senate, there as well, um, said, um, well, that uh, they passed the revised 2020 budget following the receipt of the letter from Minister of Finance, giving it a go ahead to insert the omitted those 186 billion naira omitted in the 500 billion COVID-19 intervention fund. So, Senate President Ahmed Lawan announced at plenary on Wednesday that the submission of the report by the chairman of the Senate Committee on Appropriation. Well, this comes after a demand during plenary on Tuesday that. Of that of COVID 19 intervention fund, only 314 billion naira was captured in the appropriation bill. A development that therefore prompted the Senate to seek the intervention of the executive in resolving the gray area. Well, eventually they added it back and things have moved on ever since. Meanwhile, Senator Yaya O'Lorigbe, who is by the way, the chairman of the Senate Committee on Health, says the infectious disease bill, if passed by the National Assembly, will be instrumental in ensuring that Nigeria has the right mechanism to effectively tackle infectious disease such as COVID-19. Well, he was making some remark with regards to this. Uh, He stressed that the Quarantine Act of 1996 has become obsolete, and it was time that everybody moves on, just move on, and accept what we are putting forward. Um, Just few debates, but accept it.
3: The Quarantine Act of 1996 is definitely outdated. And what what was happening then is not what we have now. So definitely, that's a need. And the need was also shown by the experiences we are having with the COVID-19 pandemic. we had challenges, even despite the fact that there has been a lot of management, you can see there have been inter-government conflicts between federal states. You can see some states not going in line with a national directive, whereas we have a national emergency. You can see some individuals challenging the authority of institutions that are there to protect life of citizens.
0: Okay, meanwhile, let me also state very quickly that... uh, uh, the media was not allowed to cover this extensively as much as they would have loved to. Uh, I don't know, because the infectious disease bill has been controversial for some few, few, few weeks now. Now, but however present there was the chairman of the Nigerian Governors Forum. In fact, he is the governor himself. Kareem Fami was there, and he says, well, this bill, as noble as it is, has some... Ah, me let me go to Nigeria, we have some score score inside of it. He said, well, there's needs to be sure of how human rights of Nigerians will be covered. But take a listen to him.
4: For us at the Nigerian Governors Forum, our position is that any disease with significant threat to public health that will require authorizing measures that may potentially infringe or otherwise reserve human liberties, the proposed measures must take into account a number of ethical considerations balancing public health against human
0: rights all right so that's the point where they find this very 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 interesting meanwhile i'll let you in if i can on what the ncdc boss expressed <laughs> about the same situation um, later on uh did anybody follow through with the fact that the national identity management commission says 100 million Nigerians, like you, like I, like other people within Nigeria, are without any valid means of identification. Well, the DG, engineer Aliu Aziz, uh, announced a shocking revelation on Wednesday during a virtual meeting with some newsmen in Abuja. Uh, he said uh, the use of the national identification number that could be used for security purposes, also for financial planning, was not pretty much available to 100 million Nigerians, or oh, many million Nigerians were not just on board with that. Take a listen to how he explained.
3: We have in this country over 100 million Nigerians that do not have any form of official identity. And this includes the poorest and the most vulnerable groups that is, women, girls, less educated people, migrants, refugees, asylum seekers, even stateless people that you can find that they neither
2: belong here nor there, like people in. Yeah, uh, in Bekasi. Uh, that there are some that neither knows Nigeria nor Cameroon, and also many other people are
0: like that. All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and then he also did say uh, the national identity m- number was totally different from the international passport, as it could not confer citizenship. Okay. Yeah. Here's how he said it. The name does
3: not confer citizenship. Why? Because it is just a proof of
2: identity. That who are you? and uh, and therefore it does not confirm citizenship anywhere that for you to get citizenship you
0: have to go through a process and it takes long time also is the ministry of interior that is in charge of of citizenship okay meanwhile in United state's easing of lockdown has started to happen All interstate
3: travels are to be eased and the internal security checkpoints should be dismantled. The ban on commercial motorcycle operators shall remain. Public motor parks and other
1: public transportation centers must continue to abide by the guidelines issued by the Ministry of Transport for their operations. Police and other security agencies to arrest and prosecute anyone not wearing face masks in public places within the states. The State Ministry of Education is directed to liaise with all stakeholders in the educational sector towards developing a for the opening of our schools.
0: Okay, that was in Niger State. In Kaduna State, churches, yes, you can open mosques, you can open um, hotels, only room service, no restaurants, no. In fact, listen to Governor El Rufai explain it.
3: Businesses can open subject to the provision of thermometers for temperature checks, sanitizers or hand washing equipment, and physical distancing measures within all facilities. Working hours will be from 9 a.m. in the morning to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Church <laughs> services are allowed only on Sundays, and mosques are allowed to conduct only Friday Jumat services for the time being, subject to compliance with the safety stipulations above. Transport operators must reduce capacity to not more than two passengers
0: per row, and not more than... Fifty percent of bus capacity. All right. Well, that was in Kaduna State. Uh, pretty much, uh, the governor there, El Rufai, speaking uh, well extensively on the new modalities. Ministry, Ministry of Interiors, How well have they done? They say they have done well under the uh, the leadership of um, of the minister there, Rauf uh, Areg Arigbesola. is has been explaining. What he has achieved in the last one year under his leadership, let's take a listen. I mean, all of them actually have had one year so far. How well has that been? Some of the achievements
1: recorded in internal security management include 1,126 murder or culpable homicide cases of suspects that were arrested. That is, 1,126 involving murder or culpable homicide were arrested. 3,307 armed robbery suspects were arrested, and 2,350. Two kidnapping suspects were also arrested. 2,744 suspected cultists were arrested.
0: Assets were also saved.
3: Federal fire, fire service responded to 2,615 fire calls. Mm-hmm. Saved 724 lives and assets worth 1.629 trillion naira between June and October 2019 across the country. It's within the professional competence of the fire service to evaluate property. It's internationally, it's not Nigerian phenomenon alone. The fire service of the world are trained to assess and evaluate value and worth of property so as to put clear information and message of their activities and what they have done.
0: Meanwhile, okay, let me rally back to Bonuste very quickly. So the incident where the governor said he had to convey five people who were affected by the attack by insurgents in in the hometown, he had to move them to a private into an undisclosed hospital. Right, listen to him.
3: The only possible option to end this massacre is to dislodge the insurgents from the shores of the Lake Chad. We have been advocating for this thing for a long time. They don't stay here, but they used to come from a power The only solution is for the government to take necessary steps with a view to ensuring that they were dislodged from their main locations, which is along the shores of the Lake Chad. The total number of about 81 people were killed. It could be recalled that last year, exactly about the same number were killed in Gajiram. And I think this time around, it's the same people that come and kill these people.
0: Okay. Well, a COVID 19 survivor, Professor Abdulazar Khabib, uh, says prayers and the support of his family members were instrumental in ensuring is recovery now if you do not know him let me let me do a quick intro to him uh is a professor is a professor of infectious and tropical disease at the amino Kano teaching hospital uh, in Kano state um he was speaking of media dialogue uh, on our station here on our drawing info he said in 35 days of experiencing the coronavirus the most important ingredient was inner strength it got from prayers he also said well he did take on steam in, a, inhaled no inhaled steam, uh, consumption of green lemon and ginger tea, as well as participating in regular physical exercise. And um, that was what he said he did in those 35 days. Let's share quick, quickly with you what his experience was like. Oh yeah, I'm just going to order a little bit until this all oh, day. The not definition that of the being... not that one. Behave yourself. I'm able to get to you. All right. Well, I may have to rally back into playing that again. Uh, let's see whether I can get a hold of it. I have a little bit of small technical issue. Let me see. Oh, yeah. All right. So, but he, he, that was his own expression of that. Um, and, well, we'll see how things really do go uh, at the end of the day. Okay. So, uh June twelfth. let me round off with June twelfth very quickly. I'm pressed for time and I need you to join the conversation soon enough. So here's a little bit of how um, people have continued to express things that did happen on June 12. I shared with you earlier um, what the president said about uh, the economy and the likes of that. In fact, let's go to the economy. he he announced a few things as regards what has been achieved uh, during this last one year with regards to the economy. Take a listen.
1: We have witnessed 11 quarters of consecutive GDP growth since the existing recession. The GDP grew from 1.91% in 2018 to 2.27% in 2019 but declined to 1.87% in the first quarter of 2020 as a result of the decline in global economic activities due to COVID-19 pandemic. Every single economy in the world has suffered a decline. Ours has been relatively
0: moderate. All right. Well, he also said more with regards to, well, things that will be done in the agricultural sector and other sectors. Agriculture remains
1: the key to our economic diversification strategy. The Presidential Fertilizer Initiative Program continues to deliver significant quantities of affordable and high-quality fertilizers to our farmers. This initiative has also revived certain blending plants and created a significant number of direct and indirect jobs across the value chain. Government is also rebuilding the cotton, textile and garment sector.
0: Hmm. And yes, he acknowledged that uh, while things can be better between him and the media,
1: Uh continue to guarantee freedom of the press as we place high premium on responsible journalism that is devoid of hate speech, fake news, and other unethical professional conduct. As we celebrate this year's Democracy Day, let us remember that notwithstanding our aspirations, humanity and indeed democracy is under the threat of COVID-19. Nigeria has survived many crises before and came out stronger. I am confident that by By God's grace, we shall overcome this one and emerge stronger and more powerful.
0: Amen. That's all I'll say to that. Um, So Abuja residents have been expressing their thoughts about uh, Democracy Day. Yeah, they've been expressing themselves. In fact, Atinuker Dokus Agbija was speaking with some residents here in Abuja regards to Democracy Day. Take a listen. We're expecting
2: recession somehow, aren't we? This measures in place. I don't know if there's a way it can get into government here. Yes. I think the first thing to do is allow markets even 24 hours if possible. Because indeed, if there's pandemic and you're actually locking down the market, allowing assets on two or three days in a week, everybody plumps into the market at the same time. It means well, that's the first place we're about to get them. Today, being Democracy Day, we hope and pray that the country will continue to live in peace. And um, we pray that this COVID-19 will come to an end. And also pray to God that the government should do the right thing at the right time so that the masses will be happy. But can any Nigerian who uh, or all confident with their choice in the last five years has not deteriorated from what used to be before May twenty nine, five years ago really. I know now it's June twelve. I mean this was changed just mm-hmm. on your recycle like about a year ago. Twenty nineteen they announced officially they'll make it, the celebration of democracy's icon um to that. Well, really, look at what's happening in the north. Like you can't see with your eyes closed. You understand. And um, are uh, the ones that get to determine as
0: they walk through the, the room about in Berkeley like,
2: what out hmm. All right, well
0: that covers that. Now let's go into one of the flavorable news of the week. Yeah, this is the most flavorable news of the week. Uh, this one is interesting. Uh, it's a do state. Uh, basically who qualified uh, who did run on uh, the platform of the All Progressive Congress uh, to be the pr- governor of the state in his first time suddenly suddenly I say it doesn't qualify to run for the second term on the grounds that the same certificate that were verifiable in this first term appear no longer to be verifiable now. Verifiable meaning that uh, they could not confirm or ascertain um, if he's truly the possessor of such certificates. But my question is, how did he get uh, through the first term and then the second term looks mischievous. I don't know, I'm not too sure we'll figure this out any time soon. But he has agreed that it would not challenge um well, what the all progressive Congress has decided to do at this time.
1: In the first place, I think I quite appreciate the vision of government. When I say government I mean federal. So I was today as against the previous you know date of May 29, as the democracy day. It signifies a lot for those you know, who were around when the presidential election of 1993 held, I mean, the most acknowledged in terms of, you know, fairness and, uh, I mean, everything good about an election. As always, we would expect good governance, and good governance would be seen in several areas. The welfare of the people, which would border on protection of uh, their lives, and.
0: Looks like I have a mix-up there. Okay, looks like I have a mix-up there. But um, the person who spoke on his behalf on Friday was Professor Jonathan Ayuba, who uh, explained that it would not be challenging that. So but looks like I have a mix-up with regards to that. Okay, um, well, in the Red Chamber, they say, in the last one year, 450 bills have been put on the review. This is the last portion of what I will share with you this morning uh, to before bringing you in into this conversation.
4: Senate has passed the request of the executive on the revised budget
0: 2020. The review of the budget
4: 2020 is largely due to the adverse impact of COVID-19 pandemic on our revenues. As an oil dependent economy, the slump in the price of crude in the world market means that the revenues we
0: earn cannot meet the planned expenditures. All right, well that covers that. Uh, if I will go by it, that covers that uh, to an extent. All right, stay with me and go on a break and after the break there'll be more to hear from you. This is is the brief with Femme D live? Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am FMD. Amelie. Amelie.